Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, we welcome you into episode three of the weekly women's sports report presented by Fordham Lee Distillery in Milton, Maryland, and Bet Online, a spirit worth remembering. And we will go to the Camelot Exteriors hotline and bring in one of the queens of Arkansas sports, the softball head coach, <laughs> Courtney oh, Dyfall. <laughs> How's it going? That was um, very, very Yeah, good. yeah. Well, you caught me off guard before we started recording, so I had to catch you off guard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me. I'm, a, I'm just really excited yeah. to be on, and I, I love what you're doing, so I'm pumped to be a part of it. Yes. So thanks for having me on tonight. Um, and talk about pumped. Um, man, it, it, it's hard not to get pumped about your, your team. We're, you, you have – started where it was at last year the climb and then of course what's going to be the future of this program I mean a couple of weeks ago every time I would see a name a name a name I was just I mean was getting so excited and then putting the number three by this name and five and seven I mean it was just amazing and I know without going too much in depth with it but I mean just how exciting is it to see this program Share it with your staff and just see what has become with this softball program. Well, it's really exciting. I just feel like this is, um, you know, it, it's this is why we do it. You know, I, I think we love this place. We love our job. I love my staff. I love my team. We just, um, and I think that when you're around us, you can feel that. You can feel how special this place is and you can feel how as special our kind of our bond, our dynamic is. And I feel like right now we are, in such a good spot. I think that we've seen some great success. I think we've built this program to where that success is sustainable. Um, and you know, you're seeing it in these recruits. I mean, um, I know I can't dive in too much. Yes. Deeper too. I know <laughs> that you, you talk about them. Um, I can say that we are really, really excited and it's that time where they've, you know, early in our time here, when we were recruiting, we were recruiting against, um, other SEC schools that maybe the the recruits are coming up dreaming of going to fill in the blank yeah. um, because they watched them on TV. They watched their success. And now we are reaping the benefits of those of these kids watching us wanting to be a part of the program of just kind of watching us through their most impressionable years of where they want to go to college and seeing the success, how we play the game, how special this place is. And and uh, and and they're jumping, jumping in the in the boat. We're really excited about it. And everyone, I mean, the, the freshman class you have now, the people that I've talked about coming, um, they've all said the same thing. It was the staff and, and the atmosphere. So I really want to, you know, give a good shout-out to your whole staff because it's the, you know, Sam Pittman and his coaching staff gets that praise of buying in, buying in. And it seems like that is the same exact thing going on at Bogle. The atmosphere of the fans – Buying into that program, I mean, what does it say that you've had your same assistants? I know you had a, a, a volunteer assistant leave for a paid position, but what does that say about your staff and that family atmosphere that you're not only preaching it, but you are it when it comes to a family atmosphere? 
Well, I think the the world of our staff, I think I have the best staff in the country. And um, it's kind of crazy. Someone um, just released like longest tenured staff or longest staff work together. And we're like in the top 10. We've been together seven years, um, which doesn't seem long enough to make it. But also like I just am, am really proud that, that we are on that list because we really just genuinely enjoy working with each other. And we've all been in this profession for a long time. And we don't take for granted every day that we just respect the crap out of each other and like (laughs) going to battle with each other. And, and I think that, um, we just balance each other out really, really well. And it it just starts with just a a love and respect for each other. And, And it means that we can disagree really well. They can push me. They can be like, Hey, Courtney, you're wrong. Like we need to go this way. And so, um, we just, you know, I love them. I hope that I get to coach with them forever. And, and, um, I, I, I hope that they feel the same, but, um, how we treat each other is how we treat our team. And, and so it, it filters down and it's, um, and I just really truly believe that there's a way to treating people, treat people. And when you love someone, you tell them and you, and you show that and you follow through. And, and so I hope that that oozes from our program, um, as it does from our staff. And really, what, what has that made you evolve as a coach? Because I've always pointed out a certain point last year that um, certain person that was left off a certain pole lit a fire underneath you. And we come into this meeting with me and Paul Boyd, and uh, we were caught off guard on just never seeing you react. And it almost seemed like it lit a fire under you, and it was like, by example, your team seen that. It changed your team because that was going into the Kentucky series or right after the Kentucky series. I can't remember if it was before or after. But there was a change in your coaching, the change in the team, and everything you could see in that team moving forward. And, and just what what clicked with you moving forward from that moment? Well, I don't. I don't know that it was just like every might've just been everything coming to a head. You know, I I just feel like this program in um, specifically hasn't gotten the respect that it deserves. And, And I feel like each year we start fresh, like we have to start fresh of like, um, you know, just proving ourselves. And, um, I think people just kind of, counting us out or thinking like, oh, well, they, they won the SEC, but they didn't play everybody. And it's like, okay, well, the team that we shared it with didn't play everyone either. You know, it's just like always finding a reason, always finding an excuse for our success. And so it just gets really old. (laughs) And when someone like Hannah Gamble is left off one of the top player list, I, you protect your own, you know, I, I just, I think that we are a very tight group. I think that I am in a, in a position where I can be their voice. I can teach them how to use their voice, but then I can be their voice. And, and there's a, there's a way to fight those things. And there's a way to, the, to air your opinion in a respectful way. I, I respectfully disagree with their list. I think that she deserved to be on there. There's not there wasn't a top player list. If you're actually looking at the metrics that matter in this game right now, there is no way Hannah Gamble is not on that list. And, and so it's my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. And and when we were really breaking down the sec player of the year, and this is not a biased thing at all. You could have looked at three of your players statistically and made a case for three of them. Mm -hmm. Lenny Malcolm, Daniel Gibson, and KB sides to be the player of the year. 
And yeah. and this isn't taking nothing away from KB at all. This is just for the discussion. Do you think that they should change that to where they take away just the SEC play when they award that? Or do you think that's a good thing that they do take conference play and their stats when it comes to awarding the, the player well, of the year? I think it's a I think it's a good thing. Um, because it's the, I think it's a good thing. It's probably the most accurate measure of SEC play when you can't, um, you, you, the conference has no bearing on the other 30, you know, two games that we play. And that's a huge chunk of it. So when you're looking at it, that's why it's like, I always feel like it's so important. They, all three of them had tremendous years. Um, KB in SEC play was off the charts, you know, and, and Gibby, uh, you know, you just could, you could make, uh, an <laughs> argument for any of them yeah. and you just have to like, remember, it's like, okay, this was just for SEC play. I think there's too many disparities if you were to go outside of that. Um, so I like how, I like how we do it. Yeah. Um, we actually just changed our format, which for SEC awards, and I like it a lot better. Well, good. I, that's, I was, like I said, this is taking nothing away from the players, just for the discussion, because sometimes you might see players, that, but then again, they could take advantage of it and stack their schedule to, to boost the records. But you just come off the fall slate, and um, I will say this, coming into it, of course, with the freshman class, there, there's been a lot of talk of this class, and seeing them a couple of times, they are every bit as talented and I want to say, I know I've said this every year, this is going to be the most loaded roster that you've ever had. And just watching these kids play outfield, I've seen speed, speed, mm-hmm. speed, and, and the bunts. And just how does that change your, you know, because now everybody sees what kind of program you are. Now that mm-hmm. you, you get to throw curveballs at them because they don't know what they're going to get with your team this year. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, I think that there's so many more layers to our team as a whole, but as our offense specifically, and we have a lot of layers. I think for a long time, we got a bad rap that like all we cared about was the long ball and that we didn't, (laughs) we didn't steal bases and we didn't do any of the short game, but it's also the personnel that you have and the clientele and then also knowing what creates runs and everything. So we definitely added new layers to our offense that are going to be really, really exciting. Um, and so, yeah, it allows you to have a little bit more strategy. It allows you to get things in motion, try to create havoc. And that hasn't really been something that we've had in the past. So, um, you know, you, you watch us and you always see the corners at the bases because they know we didn't do a lot of short stuff and we drove the ball and, and we have a really good balance of driving the ball and short game and speed. And so, uh, it'll be exciting. It'll kind of make me get out of my comfort zone, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. And then of course, you know, we mentioned Hannah Gamble and more than likely, you know, she's going to be playing a different position this year. So, how is that, you know, a, a player that is highly touted as she is switching positions? And how do you think that's going to gel? Like, and like, one, how was it when you approached her about the change? And then just how well has she adapted to that change? I have some visitors. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Live show. <laughs> Come on, Chirp. You want to say hi? Hi. I can't wait to see you. Say yeah. hello to the audience. Be on the camera. Yeah. Hannah Gamble is a really good catcher, huh? That's what they were just asking. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, you guys don't have to stay if you don't want. You can um, say hi. They wanted to say hi. And- hello. Oh. 
Um, it's interesting because if you were to say, oh, you're going to move your first team All-American third baseman um, away from third base, people look at you like you have five heads. Um, you know, like, yeah. why would you ever think to do that? And But she does an excellent job back there. She still has some learning curve piece of just kind of getting back there. But, you know, when you approach her, she doesn't, she is the epitome of team player. And she just wants to be on the field and she wants to win. So it, when I uh, kind of talked to her about it earlier in the fall, of just kind of like, you know, I really, I really don't see how we're not going to put you back there. You know, like you're really good back there. We have a lot of great options at third. Um, and, and she said, I don't care. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I want to win. I want to, you know, she wants to be on the field and she wants to win. And so she doesn't even hesitate. And so what that does for our team in, in gelling wise is that it shows you what a, you're one of your best players will do anything that you ask her to do. And, and she gets to bring that passion. She always finds a way of bringing passion every pitch from third base. Well, now she gets to do that from behind the plate and um, it'll have a huge impact um, on us. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask, you know, having a captain like that behind the plate with you missing a piece, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Ellsworth, you know, it's almost like you're not you're filling that with another all-american and having some especially with so much youth on the team you're going to be seeing some freshman pitchers out there so it's almost imperative that you have that piece there that calm the pitchers down cuz you know Turner and Camazend and Heron you know these girls getting a jam and it'd be nice to have a, a senior you know back there helping them out yeah absolutely um, well, she's just a junior. Nah, Let's I'm her totally this, yeah. <laughs> I want every minute that we get yeah. with Hannah Gimble. Uh, but, you know, she, she has such strong relationships with everyone on the team, and she has a way of connecting with everyone. So that's absolutely something we're going to tap into when it comes to the battery because you look at last year and you look at Danielle anchoring it at first and, and Hannah at third, and you lose both of those when you transition her behind the plate, and that's – always the the first person to kind of put a bug in the pitcher's ear and so now hannah can kind of do that from the plate taylor did such a great job so we still have a way of hannah reaching everyone um which we need her to do but she has such a strong connection with the pitchers and just she she knows how to get the best out of everyone um she knows how to push those buttons and and just in a supportive way that's just who hannah is and then of course with your transfers coming in along with this freshman i mean they're just I just, it was amazing to me watching this team. I know there's growth to be made, but how well they played together so early. And -hmm. if they're playing this well together, and nobody's perfect, but just watching them play, it it gets you really excited seeing the growth that they're going to make until the springtime. Yeah, absolutely. I think you could see how well they played together and we threw a million combinations out there and they just like blend really, really well. But um, I I think that our transfers, all three of them have had just huge impact, like a huge impact on on this team this fall. I I think they're very, very um, secure in who they are. They're very confident. Um, They're very established and they're very, very welcoming. And so they've really just dove right in and they've thrown, like they've just taken on leadership roles and they've been here for like three months. Um, But just in the way they carry themselves on and off the field, you can't help but, you know, follow their lead. And I think that they've done a tremendous, 
tremendous job. And, um, and I think that that's the big thing and kind of anchoring that infield and pushing everyone to work and, and blend and, and, um, it's been, it's been great. I was really excited going to fall. I'm like, oh, we have so many things to see and, and hopefully we'll get some answers. And I went through the fall going, we had, we got to see a lot and <laughs> we still don't have all the answers. Um, but you know, we, we have, we have some really, really great pieces and just great depth and great character kids. And I, I'm really, really excited to work with them. I know it's almost like you have this bag of talent and puzzle pieces and you just throw it out on the table. You're like, all right, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> it is just know, you know, it's so funny because we have um, Jim Pay, like we have a super fan that comes to practice almost every morning. Jim, our practice are open and he keeps looking at me every time I see him. He goes, you got a tough job to do. And I was <laughs> yep. like, I know we have a lot of great players. He's like, you have a lot of great players. Um, but you know what? They've pushed each other and they keep making each other better. And so our program continues to elevate because of it. And then we'll find the right pieces out there. And I know it's a never ending job, but, but when do you really take the time to sit back and enjoy, like, look at this team, look what this, this program's become and really soak it in. I mean, is it, how often do you do that or is it just a constant work? It is, it is a constant. Um, I, I just, I think you're just always in the grind, you know, you're just like always in, um, in go mode. And, um, and I don't know that you be able to ask any coach, like, when do you like, when do you reflect? And yeah. when do you, um, and I would be really curious to hear when I should be because like, so when you ask <laughs> others, if they have great answers, I'll take them. Okay. Um, you know, I will say that there is typically like two times and it hits me out of the blue, um, two times in our home schedule that it hits me and I like take a moment and I just look around and I am, I just like soak it in because I know where we started and where we are. And it like makes me emotional for like those two games because I'm just really, really proud of what we've built here. Um, and I'm proud of how we've done it. And then I, I just think we have such an incredible fan base that just continues to grow. And, um, and so I just have, um, Heiko, <laughs> yeah. um, I just have just in a, like so much pride and, and what we've done, how we've done it and just the, um, support that we have and the support that these players, um, deserve and that they get. And so there's literally two times and I don't ever like plan it. It just like hits me where I just take a breath and I look around and I, like literally get emotional. I don't look at anyone. I get my stuff together and I get ready to go to the game. But um, it's it's um, it's been really really fun, and I just am really really proud of it. So you know, of course, you know with how last season ended and now going into this year, you got a tough preseason, or or I wouldn't say preseason, but you know you got invited to one of the top you know invitationals in the country. Um, I can't, the, the name of it has lost me, but, the, um, the Clearwater <laughs> tournament. Yeah. They wore us down. Finally, we've been <laughs> a few years. I finally said yes. So um, how does that feel? No, I mean, now that you feel like, okay, we're ready to take this on, go see where we're at and but also <laughs> know that it's okay that, Hey, we're really going to see where this team's at. 
I know I need to keep reminding myself. That's why I said, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Cause there's times that I'm like, why'd I do that? Why Matt, why did you let me do that? Um, and it's going to be great. I, I think that we always um, are very calculated in who we play when we play them and to prepare us to, to challenge us early um, and then to just build our resume and then also prepare us for SEC play. And so I think that that does it. We, we've got our first draft of that, of that tournament and we are going to be challenged. It's going to be, um, it's why you do it. Um, and so it, it'll be good. It, I, I think we, we did it by design because of how young we are and we wanted to see what it looked like early so we could make some adjustments if we needed to and, and, uh, and just see how they compete against the, against the best. And and I want to talk about the pressure of it because uh, I don't get me wrong, but either Texas or Oklahoma State went zero for three in that tournament last year. And oh, I think Texas! I Texas, think they were like zero for. Yeah, but that, so what is the you know it takes the pressure of that knowing that hey if we go down there and and I'm not saying you want that but knowing what Texas did in that tournament and how they turned things around that either way it's going to be a good thing for this team. So there's not really a lot of pressure of a team, say like in college football, where one loss and you're out for the season, you can go down there and it really just makes you grow. And then you can move on from that. Well, I think it's whether you do really well there or, or don't do really well. It's, it's just huge learning, like just a huge learning experience because if you go out there and kill it and you're not learning from it, then it's liable to turn the other way. So, you know, we, we literally just go into every game trying to be our best. And and that's what we talk about at the end is whether we, you know, played Arkansas softball the way we should have or not. And, and, and then we won't get caught up in that outcome. If we go out there and, and lose all five, then I'm going to have to go to work, (laughs) you know, but you just never know. You have a schedule like that where you could, you could go out and lose five one run games and play really well. And we're going to have to figure out how to be better from it. Or you can go out there and win five run run, one run games. And if you think that you're in, in a great spot, it can bite you in the butt. So it's just continually, continually learning, especially in those early games and, and, uh, and getting us prepared for the, for the long run. And I guess for those who haven't really been able to catch up with the team or watch fall ball, you know, what are some names? Who are some players that, you know, incoming that, you know, your transfers, these freshmen that that people need to look out for this year? Well, I first have to say Shanice Stelz and Hannah Gamble, because if there's anyone that hasn't watched us, those are names <laughs> you need to get familiar with really quickly. Um, and then we have actually we have three transfers. So Christina Foreman, Kylie Halverson and Timber Riley. Um, those are three that you need to know. Um, and then, you know, it's it's interesting because I think we saw Spencer Priggy have, have an outstanding fall. Um, you know, she was battling some injury her freshman year, and now she's feeling really good, playing really well. Um, she was kind of offsetting with Italia Rijo from uh, New York, which I think is the only the second player ever from New York to play in Arkansas softball, so that's pretty cool. Um, and so they kind of, you know, worked together at short, kind of offset, took some reps at short, and just trying to find the right combinations. Reagan Johnson's probably the fastest player we've ever had play in our program. Um, and so it's just fun to, to see her put the ball on the ground and, and use her legs. Um, Casey Hoffman's playing really well. I can go down the list. I honestly could literally talk about everybody on the roster right now because I think they're all going to have a huge impact. Um, and we really have the potential to probably play 
15 to 18 of them at any, like, we don't know what that starting lineup's going to look like yet. And that's really, really exciting. I was hoping I would know out of the fall and I have <laughs> no idea, uh, but you're going to see all yep. five of our pitchers. Um, they all work really well together. We're going to utilize the whole staff and, and they're ready for that. Um, I think you could see through the fall, they do a really good job of controlling the game. Um, and so We'll see. Well, and, and you brought up the pitching, and, and knowing what you've dealt with in the last couple of years with the pitching and the injuries and something short staff, you know, not having, you know, three full pitchers going into Super Regionals, you know, what confidence does that give you now knowing that, you know, we have five that we know we can go to, and, and it's almost that, that missing piece when it comes to Super in Oklahoma City, knowing that, hey, we have the pitching, we have the hitting, we have the defense and the youth and the veterans to really make a, another deep run to Oklahoma City. Yeah, well, I think um, we, we know we have the pieces in every aspect of the game. Um, I, I think our pitching staff's a reflection of the way the game's going. It's, it's really offensive. It's going to be really tough. I think Shanice is someone that's She's one of the top five in the country. Who are we kidding? Like, she's just special. But the game's not built that way anymore. And you're going to have to utilize your staff. And you're going to have to manage that. And you're going to have to combo it. And and I think that we have the staff that's going to understand that role. They're going to understand their 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 spot in that and how they complement the next. And um, just continue to push the staff and make them stronger. And, um, and we yeah, we really do feel like we have the pieces um, right now, we're just worried on about winning game one, <laughs> um, but we know that we're we're still knocking on some really big things for our program, and and um, and so looking at at what we have right now and and where we are coming out of this fall, I'm really really excited about what we have to work with for the spring. And we'll, we'll end it on this. And we've talked about Coach Pittman being your number one fan, and I asked Coach Neighbors this. You know, what what does it mean to you that? He, and he actually gave you credit for the idea of when, when you have these kids come in and share that space of going to these football games and really giving them the full experience. I mean, what do you think that really has an impact on these kids getting to see, you know, because normally they're coming in an off-season setting with, with football, so they're getting to experience this full campus life. So, I mean, how has that really impacted your kids and you as, as a coaching staff? Well, I just think how connected we all are, are all of our head coaches and in our entire department. I just think that that's um, really moved our department forward. I think Hunter's done an incredible job with that. But Sam has changed the culture of, of um, just like our coaches and how we can really like lean on each other because he obviously is such a main fixture of yes. our department. <laughs> and he is as humble and the biggest team player that that you could ever have and just as authentic as all uh, as you can have as well and he's a huge softball fan so it works in our benefit um but in that moment I mean he he is always always willing to do anything that he can to help the recruiting process he, he gets it he gets his role in that he gets who he is in that like he's the epitome him and Hunter are like the epitome of our athletic department they both meet with our recruits and and Sam has always just said hey if you need something you ask like don't be afraid to ask and and I'm I'm lucky that I I'm friends with him so I don't <laughs> I don't overuse it but I don't abuse it by any means but I'm not afraid 
to ask if, if there's something he can do because he can say no. And, but he understands his role in the recruiting process. And so, um, when I ask him to talk to our recruits, he's like, okay, I'll come out early from the locker room, you know, and I'll, I'll come to the sideline and I'll come say hi. And then I'll go. And it's like, are you sure you can do that on game day? And it's always funny because my husband played college football and he coached and he's just like, Hey, at that point, the hay's in the barn. Like there's not much, you know, you can do it probably helps. Um, Hey Ramsey. Uh, Anyway, um, it probably helps get his mind off of different things anyway, but you know, the impact that he's had on our recruits, because when he walks over and he spends time with them on game day, on the sideline, he knows who I am. He knows our players that are down there with them. And he spends that time and then says like, Hey, you know about our softball program? Like I'm a huge fan. It speaks volumes to how important softball is in this in this big picture of Arkansas athletics. It it just validates what what we do and and it um I don't know. It it just is really really special for our recruits and their parents to see that. It's it's incredibly supportive. It's a very connected community and uh, we all are in this together and can, you know, and so Sam's, Sam's incredible. Yeah. I know that that genuine feeling of he knows the program. It's not that BS. Oh, here's the football coach. Hey, nice to see you. And I mean, that could parents see right through that kind of stuff. Kids yeah. see right through that kind of stuff. So it's almost like that's the different, that could be a big difference between are you landing this person or not? So seeing the, genuine personality but we all see him at the games and I've mentioned this a couple of times and uh, there was a a game it was a LSU baseball series was last year and uh, I think it was the Kentucky series and Hunter was there all three games instead of going to the baseball and Mm -hmm. we all know Arkansas and LSU baseball is a big deal but for him to be at the so that's what really showed me that all right we're not there just to say we're there we're we're Mm -hmm. there all the time every game so it just shows that they have the belief in you. I mean, of course, with the new contract, there's talks of adding on to the facility. So it's like you're growing as a coach, your team's growing, and your campus and your facilities are growing. So you're just seeing everything evolve. And I guess we'll end on that, just the evolution of your program. And, and where do you see this thing in five years? Oh, gosh, good question. I was like, how's he going to come out of this? I just really liked everything you were saying. Um, You know, where do I see this in in five years? I I, hopefully with an expanded um, stadium, hopefully we're busting at the seams with with fans wanting, you know, I I, I think that we're there. I think that we're selling out in these SEC games. We're selling out in the postseason. I think it's a really exciting time for softball. And I think that, how we're playing should excite people. Um, it should um, want to come check it out. And I think once they once they walk in those gates and watch this for the first time, I think that they could um, get get hooked. I think it's that kind of sport. I think that our players are that kind of athlete that you just want to follow and that you just. Um, so I I see this just continuing to grow. I, I'm really happy. I can say I see maybe here as the Razorback head coach of the Razorback softball in five years and seven years and hopefully longer than that. Um, so I, I, um, I just see this program continuing to grow. And that's going back to what I said earlier. I, I, 
we've built this program to sustain success, not just like hit it, but sustain success. And, and so I, I think that we're going to continue to compete at the highest level and there's still firsts out there for us to, to accomplish. And, and so we're just going to keep pushing to get there. Um, but we, we love what we do and we love where we do it and who we do it with. So well, hopefully we're seeing that first that first Oklahoma City trophy getting hoisted up here in a couple of years. You know, I think that's going to be very rewarding. But, again, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been an honor and pleasure to see the growth of this team and being able to share it and cover it. So I appreciate you letting me be a part of it. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. Well, thank you. I appreciate what you do for, for us, but all of women's athletics. It's, it's really incredible. So thank you very, very much. And thanks for having me on tonight. <laughs> well, that was Courtney. Dyer. What's that? I hope to be back. Yes, too. you will definitely be back in the spring. So we're going to continue this on, but that will do it for episode three of the weekly women's sports report presented by Fordham lead distillery and bet online. We will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.